1: Welcome, my friend, to another episode of Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson, and I'm joined by my perpetual co-host, Mr. Jonathan Chai. How you doing, sir?
2: Doing good. Got a whole bunch of hands for today's episode. Our, we're back to our four-handed forehand, episodes, and so got a lot to fit in today.
1: Yeah, what's the what's the theme? What are, What are we going to talk about?
2: The theme is a question. Would you raise here? <laughs>
1: I mean, is that so much a theme? Like, don't you ask yourself that? Like, pretty much every single hand that you play, that's v-propable?
2: Uh, would you raise in this post-flop spot? Excuse me. Okay. That's that's the question. Yeah, I should have specified. Not pre-flop. Yeah. All right. Would you raise here? Got it.
1: Um, I have no idea what that means, but I guess we're... Me and the audience will all
2: learn together the spots, Another way to phrase the theme is: Should I have raised? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, hand number one looks like you got two eights. The old snowman, um, MP opens to two point two. You got some depth, both you and you and um, Hijack or MP have about one hundred and fifty bigs, and you're in the cutoff. Um, so you decide to squeeze or not squeeze, but yeah. three
2: bet. I think uh, the last thing that I um, we can't see the HUD stats right now, but the uh, middle positioner player who just opened to twenty four dollars is kind of on the whaley side. You wouldn't really be able to tell his opening size looks extremely reggy. Um, yeah. But this was a definitely a fish and maybe just a straight up whale.
1: Okay. So three betting the eights for value. Eureka. You did it. You flopped a set
0: Mm, versus Um, the whale
1: versus the whale. Uh, kind of a, you know, it's a board five, five, eight, nine with two spades. So we have a three, uh, three straight as well as a two, uh, three straight, as well as a two flush. So two tone. Um, I imagine villain's going to check. I don't know why I imagine that. Sometimes they (laughs) check, but I I assume they're going to check. Uh, and now, First decision point is, um, you know, flop sizing here with your set.
2: Um, hope I go big. I don't remember the size that I went. Assume that the smallest I'm ever going to go in this spot is half. Uh, hope I went something closer to like three quarters pot or could have even gone sized up to pot, given that, you know, we're the player profile we're playing against and um, kind of how dynamic the sport is. I think they're going to be lots of hands that the whale is going to feel um, pretty happy about continuing. So, yep. I think a big size here is appropriate
1: definitely big and you did it you went pretty big um looks to be like 75 percent pot mm-hmm. guessing the whale does something other than fold they call um now the turn is a 10 of diamonds so overcard, and you know puts up another three straight so queen jack gets there uh, there's 431 in the pot villain has uh, well john is the effective stack with 12 uh, 76 so essentially 1300 and now you get the turn lead on the ten. villain leads 22 <laughs> villain leads 322 into 431 would i raise here um you want the short answer or the long answer i think Give
2: me the long answer
1: i don't the long answer is yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, I wanted to see what the long were is.
1: <laughs> like, you just have a set on a board where you're going to, like, a queen, a jack, a seven, a six, all... Spade. Uh, put up a four-liner, a spade, completes a flush. So, you know, there's lots of river cards where you, you're probably not going to get the value jam anyway. Um, I imagine that with a set here, you're probably getting stacked when villain has a straight, pretty much always. But another another bad thing about like a you know a spade, a queen, a jack, a six, a seven is that all of those cards kill the action versus they're like two pairs. They've got a ton of like you know pair plus draw to pull from in order to you know to call like jack ten. I, I just don't think like a whale is betting three twenty two on the turn and folding to a jam. So you just have like a really big target um, with your value hand that makes me want to put the money in right now when I can, uh, when I know that I can, before we get like some sort of like flush. Com- I'm not really super worried about the flush completer, but all the four straights, th- those are the ones that scare me the most.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree with you on all that. That's sort of what I was seeing on the turn here as well. It's like, okay, he's got a straight or something better than pocket eights. It's, you know, curtains. We're, yeah, it's curtains for us anyways. And, um, you know, if I, I was honestly impressed that this player found the donk on this turn card to to be fair like i did not like i think this is a, a pretty reasonable card to to donk on the turn i think a lot of my you know flopsy betting range would huh
1: <laughs> i don't think it's a super reasonable card to on on the turn personally. you don't think
2: that i'm gonna have like a big check back range on this on this turn i mean no not real. i mean Maybe oh, yeah, not versus. Assume I'm not playing versus a whale. Like, let's just say How this can guy. I assume that? Like, the, the, the whale knows they're a whale, right? They, they don't like think he doesn't they, they think, they think he's a whale. A treasure,
1: right? <laughs> he Plus, thinks he's a strong rig. The size that they use is like obscenely big. So, like, e- even if they use like, even if they find like the right turn to like lead on, their seventy-five sure, percent sure, turn bet is like way, way too big. Yeah. With all that said, okay. like. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not impressed. But I guess, <laughs> you know, you can be impressed if you wish. Um, but yeah, I just jam the turn. Uh, That's sure. long and short of it. Is I just jam.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came to the same conclusion. Jam. Whoa.
1: Yeah, they folded.
2: Oh, I thought I said he was a whale.
1: Um, I mean, they could be betting like pocket sixes here. Something like yep. that. Maybe like. Yep.
2: Sixes, sevens. Some
1: sort of like random five or like a ace nine or something. Yeah. I can't reveal the whole cards. My my mouse is uh hating me at the moment, so
2: we well, ended mouse. up having a seven of diamonds, so
1: Yeah, so they had flopped a gut shot, turned open ender without a pair. So like, yeah, I mean this this hand unfortunate, but It is what it is
0: Mm
2: -hmm. all right we're one for one on on would you raise here
1: all right all right um so you have an ace and a five of clubs in hand number two looks like hijack opens you're in the cutoff hijack opens men you three bet to seven big blinds um hijack has 100 big blinds and they call uh so oh my god what am i doing Days without error. Oh boy. we does it mean? We're, me. we're, we're fall, falling apart here on YouTube. They just saw like the next two hands as well as like future actions on this hand. It's quite the debacle. Um, yeah. So you three bet the ace five of clubs. I imagine villains are reg. Yes. Okay. You flop bottom pair with a backdoor flush draw on king seven five. Um, 155 in the pot. I actually think you could bet. You could bet with this exact hand. Um, you could also check with this hand. I think checking is going to be the primary action, though. Um, I kind of do like betting here sometimes, but
2: that's... Don't yeah, having forget. the backdoor flush draw is really nice.
1: Having backdoor flush draw is nice. Having a five, like when the five pairs is is also kind of nice. Um, I think my preference though, would not be to bet ACE five, maybe like a five, six suited or something Mm -hmm. like that so that I can have like two pair on five, six, and then have trips when the five pairs, um, as well as have, you know, the backdoor flush properties. You check ACE five, totally reasonable, uh, 155 in the pot villains got nine fifty. You got them covered turn, you turn trips and they bet 75% pot.
0: Would you raise? Um,
1: I don't think so.
2: I couldn't imagine constructing a low equity raising ranger. Yeah. Once I check back the flop.
1: Yeah. Like, I think I just call and then let them do whatever on the river like and play play rivers accordingly
2: but i'm so like yeah why like you know i think to like the viewer it might be a little confusing it's like okay in both situations we have a really strong hand on the turn and like face a bet like get bet into and in one spot it's like very obvious jam and in this spot you know why why not like in the other hand let them do whatever they want to on the river i guess like one of the fears we talked about another hand is just like how many rivers there are that like we don't get to value bet and they might not you know they might not yeah. get value owned or whatever because of like how many four liners are possible. That seems like much less of a risk here. Um I guess like the risk, the small risk here is like, you know, we, we miss out on value from like flush draws or something like that.
1: Yeah, like in the other hand, there there was a three straight eight nine ten with sixteen cards that make a four-liner. As mm-hmm. well as the you know if we remove those four cards um like the flush draws That'll. It's going to be like 20-something cards. It's going to be like in the, in the lower 40% of rivers that create a flush or a four-liner in the other hand. In this one, there's no four-liner possible, and the only really shifting card would be a diamond. Um, and I think we actually have like some ace, queen, ace, jack of diamonds that take this line. Where we three bet pre and then maybe don't bet, don't see bet the flop. So like we, we do have flushes in our range. I, I guess the last hand we had flushes in our range too. Didn't have a bunch of the the straights in our range. So mm-hmm. um yeah, just I, I just think there's like way less danger here. Um as well as villain not having you know a great defense range when they face a turn raise. Whereas in the last hand, I thought they had a lot of hands they could call the jam with. And Jack way, 10 think,
2: Queen 10 yeah. yeah I
1: think they have way fewer hands that can call your turn raise which influences what I want to do
2: yeah I think that everything you said makes a lot of sense I agree with uh with all of that I ended up flatting as well um quick question when you like go through that thought process do you like is one of your next thoughts like oh I should have like a bluff raising range here like I should have one given like that there isn't a good defense range on their part, given like, you know, all the things that we said, like, um, that's sort of like the next thing that I think about. And sometimes like I worry that like, I just take it too far. And
1: it's easy to, you know, I I think it's a great question. And like, I think you're right on both accounts that it's very easy to take it too far. Like it's, it's a good question. It's just, you know, buyer beware, right? Like you have to proceed with cautions, caution after like, you know, raising, um, raising this turn probe and you do it too many times, then all, all of a sudden, like, you know, villains start like betting, um, like a lot of their second tier hands and just calling down, like granted the anonymity of, of the platform that tactical Tuesday listeners will probably be playing on helps. Um, if you're playing like live poker, playing on a site with like a screen name, you know, you, you take this line like 10 times that you get bluff caught 10 times, or you take this line, say 30 times you get bluff caught 10 and every single time you had like a complete air ball. I think it starts to become pretty easy to, to figure out what you're doing and what the appropriate counter is. So yeah, like, I think you're right about. You know, bluff raising. I think it's reasonable. I just think it's it's a thing that like you you could take too far if you really really overdid it.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
1: Three um, call. River is a jack. There's three eighty one in the pots, and they have eight thirty five behind. Um, I think this is another like really good reason to not raise the turn. Just I didn't mention it, but. I do think they they have a size on the river that is jam, and w- with like their their lower equity bluffs, and it's like really 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 nice when they have this size in their arsenal. And It's going to be one of their more preferred sizes, uh, I think, in, the, in at this node. Um, so yeah, river's a jack. Villain jams for eight thirty five into three eighty one, and yeah, you you obviously call with trips. Yeah, and an then he just
2: got to fade the pocket sevens. Yeah, and, and we do.
1: They have the Ace of Diamonds, Queen of Spades, which is not the worst candidate for them to take the actions that they took, blocking Aces, Ace King, and King Queen, um, essentially putting a lot of pressure on your um,
0: Queen Queen's
1: region, Queens region, Jacks, Tens, Nines, Eights, Seven X, etc. That that region of your range. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to villain for getting stacked. And, uh, I guess coming up after the break, we'll field, or I will field two more questions of can you raise, uh, stick, stick around coming at you,
0: the decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy too tight. And they know what you have too loose and you're easy to run over. Preflop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com bootcamp. Available now. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man, Coach Brad Wilson, has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to slash Nuffle. Rated 100 NL player, former Sergeant Elijah Shears. Before I got Nuffle, I had run into a lot of donk bets. And I think once you play a certain amount of hands, you know there's something wrong with our opponent's strategies, but you don't know how to play to maximize CP against it. And it's very frustrating. I looked at the document and I couldn't believe that I paid money for it. I actually doubted that it could provide value because it was so brief. But since then, it's repaid me just over and over and over again. And it's one of the most consistent moneymakers built into my strategy that sheds light on just how bad your opponents are. And it took me 20 minutes to perfect it. And it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm speechless. It's just that good. The simplicity of it is part of it being a masterpiece. <laughs> Novel go to chascing pokergreatness.com courses
1: all right we're back uh, made a little bit of a misstatement there before the break As I said I'm gonna field more questions but I guess it's just gonna field more question um, <laughs> in these these final two hands so let's break down the action and make our way to question John you can Give
2: it a I don't game. know. It doesn't, it doesn't go well when I try to do this usually.
1: Yeah, you gotta get reps in though. You can't be afraid. All right, all can't right, be afraid right. of the
2: node, you know? Gotta <laughs> gotta
1: get reps in. Gotta gotta play it so you can get better.
2: MP reg opens to $25. Uh 510. We three bet the pocket tens to 80. Everyone else folds. MP calls. We get the Queen 10-9-2 or Queen. <laughs> queen 9, 8 Two hard flop. We got pocket tens. Um Flop a gut shot, back a flush draw, second pair, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I think there is a small argument for c-betting the flop, but one of the nice things about this combination of pocket tens is that like we get we have a little bit of protection in, in the form of like a jack not being that bad, um, so really the only overcards that we're kind of worried about are like an ace and a king, um, so I think there's also a big argument for just checking back, taking our equity, seeing what happens. Yep. going for two streets of value, maybe, depending on depending on runouts. I
1: agree. I think you could go either way. Like You could bet, you could check. Um, looks like you check, and you get there on the turn with a nice little jack dropping down. So you have a straight uh, queen-jack-8-9 board. There are two hearts, two clubs, 185 in the pot. Villain, once again, bets... 75 percent ish um,
2: would you raise
1: always the same the, always the question right we, we made it we made it the question would I raise I don't think so but I'm trying to figure out why mmm Maybe I should raise This is a tough one, John. This is the toughest one so far, because (laughs) I'm like, trying to visualize like all the things that can happen, right? Like, and then like thinking about like, raise size. So what raise size is, you know, should we use here, my gut intuition tells me like small, a small raise size but then i see a lot of like terrible river spots where we raise the turn and the board pairs or we raise the turn and a flush completes and like and then we feeds. get dunked into and, and that's that that is like just ugh that's the worst i i think i would rather call with range so that i can have all those flush draws and boats in my range when the river comes
2: yeah so i think just like to like break down what you're what you're getting at here is that like when we raise here we define our hand so much that on a lot of rivers we're going to have a tough decision because it's going to be very obvious to villain what what our raising ranges what are value raising ranges um on the turn and so what you're trying to avoid here is that like okay look there aren't lots of there aren't tons of bad rivers for us here in the sense that like we're always going to have a straight on the river but there are lots of bad rivers in the sense that like if we raise here define our hand and then and then some some sort of equity shifting river comes we're going to be capped to, yeah. to a straight and a smart strong reg uh is going to be able to take take advantage of that by just like donking donk jamming lots of rivers and putting us in ridiculous spots with bricked flush draws you know maybe even like counterfeited two pair um
1: well it's I don't think it's so cut and dry as that it's that they could. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like the option is on the table for them there. So when they do do it now, all of a sudden we're guessing as to like, are they doing that or should I just fold when the board pairs and they just like rip the river, like, and you don't really know, like you're kind of like just hoping that you find the the strong reg that will do it with their like busted flush draws on the board pair. But you could just as easily be running into a player that is only going to donk jam with boats when the board pairs. And that Mm -hmm. like that scenario is like so devastating compared to the other one that like, yeah, I, 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 you just get, you just end up in no man's land. So often when you, when you raise a turn, all of this being said, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. I I think I I won't even like go, go down like an alternative path, but yeah, I I think you should just call, call the turn with this hand. Um,
0: there might be a world,
1: might be a world where like you could raise with like a Ace King of clubs, Ace King of hearts or something like that. And it it may like, may make some sense for, you know, the the inverse of everything we just said. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, Let's go. Yeah, River's a tray of spades. Um, let me try to think about I'm not going to look at what they do because I, I want to think about it. So you don't raise a turn. Um, you're not going to have a ton of straights, I don't think. Jack 10 was the nuts. You've got 10s, um, like your ace 10 suiteds. Two of them had a backdoor flush draw, or one of them had a backdoor flush draw, one of them had a front door flush draw. King 10 suited's a gut shot on the flop. You're probably betting the gut shot. Um, so it seems as if you, you probably do have a range comprised of not a lot of straights. Some straights, but not a lot, which makes me believe that Villain, um, when they do bet, if they do bet, are, are going to choose a big size. Um, just thinking about like what size, like all in is clearly a, an option. Um, and then I guess their other option would be some sort of like 1.5 X where they don't put all the money in, but they put a lot of the money in, uh, maybe pot. I think that would be my expectation as it relates to like the, the, the river size that you face in this scenario. Um, so 387 in the pot, let's see if they do bet even.
2: Ooh, they choose a size that I did not consider at all. Half pot. A a two-question hand. Would you raise?
1: So, before I was speaking of their bluff region, and now when they use this size, I think they have a set. And I would definitely raise.
2: Or like Queen Jack or something, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I don't think... I mean you have a straight so of course you raise like what's what's that 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 i that i think is like not even not even really like a a question
2: i think like one of the one of the questions that might arise here is is something like do we do we get called do we expect to get called by worse when we have tens and if we you know if we don't then how do we play this but i i know like I, i know kind of your philosophy is like we just we just always have the best hand here um and it's you know they would almost certainly pick larger sizes if if they had king 10 or something like that. So uh, just slam dunk raiser. But I think like I could see like a, a listener or, or, you know, someone else just saying something along the lines of like, well, I don't, I don't expect to get called by queen jack or pocket jacks when I raise here. And I expect their calling range to be mostly 10 X or sometimes get jammed on by king 10. If they decide to use the size on the river with, with king 10, that doesn't feel great. Like raising doesn't I
1: jam. Honestly, I think I, I raise smaller than jam with, yeah. with your hand.
2: To to try to get called by those jacks and queen jacks, like a small raise on the river. Because
1: we retain straights when we flat the turn and like <laughs> villain should be aware of that. That like we're probably not raising our straights on the turn, which means like our range does have straights on the river. So like I don't want to go super greedy with with tins for like all of it. I, I would rather yeah, place a bet of like five hundred or six hundred, something like that. Um, to target their, like, sets or two pairs.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't remember what size I went on the river, I hope. Okay. Uh, oh! Five nice. five, 525. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they folded, so. They folded, uh-huh. ooh, they folded the old seven high, six, seven of spades, so. Wow, they really threw me for a loop there. I did not expect a half pot bluff.
2: It's like trying to fold out my brick flush draws and
1: yep yep i think it's pretty terrible jack (laughs) i I think that that size is pretty bad like that is pretty inefficient size on their part if that like why not just bet a third if you're trying to fold out like those hands
2: all right just in Um, case i have eight x of clubs (laughs) yeah
1: the good news for them is though they threw me for a loop on tactical tuesday so they they made me look like a uncultured swine publicly (laughs) with their terrible river size here. So I hope this $166 donation was worth it. Um, Final hand, you got another ace five in the cutoff. Face a three bet from small blind. I imagine they're reg. Yeah. Uh, You start the hand with about 300 bigs, small blind, three bets to 11 big blinds. So two thirty in the pot. John's got 1200 behind, um, Flop is Jack six five with the Jack of Spades. So you have bottom pair with the backdoor flush draw. This seems real familiar, except this time you're the caller, and the other time you were not. Yeah. Um, They bet.
2: I'll say like I I don't think that this uh, player in the small blind was particularly strong. Right. Um, I think like there are already like some signs. Like him using exactly eighty dollars on the flop is a is an indicator. Most of the time, when regs are like betting a third, they're using a hot key. And um,
1: well, Jack Six Five, like Five Six of Diamonds, is also a board where you're typically using bigger bets. Sure, sure. So they're yeah. like sizing choice here is also feels a little suspect.
2: Yeah. So, not a fish, but don't think he's one of the stronger regs in the pool.
1: Yeah, tweener. <laughs> um, they bet eighty. You call. Turn is the nine of clubs. Um, they bet two eighty now.
2: probably think about folding here. I mean, this is going to be like one of the, eh, it's definitely not one of the worst hands. Cause I have like two over types, lots of like no pair type stuff that gets to this turn. Um, but you know, definitely an argument for like saying like, Hey, instead of like a bottom pair, continuing with bottom pair, why would you, you know, pick like diamond, diamond hands or even hands that are aren't, don't have a pair that have a little bit more dynamic equity and are a little bit more straightforward to play on the river. But I also think that the player profile that we, kind of peg this guy as and again he uses exactly 280 on the turn um is very likely to be over bluffing especially when they start out with a one-third on this flop
1: yeah i think that's a good connection to make like that you know the the profile in question when they use a third on jack five six is not super indicative that they have like the overpair region um Mm -hmm. of their range which is kind of what they're repping on the turn nine. They're kind of saying they have aces, kings, and queens. There's going to be some removal there for them betting a third versus like half or seventy-five yep. percent, um, which which is nice. So the, the hand that like you got to be deathly afraid of would be like jacks. <laughs> because, yep. yeah, yeah. Like that that that's a hand that like kind of fits the bill. Where okay, right. like they they just don't want to like blast you out of the pot um, when they flop top set. Yeah, but you know that's only three combos, so. River is the ace of diamonds. So you call the turn 950 in the pot. River is the ace of diamonds, so it completes the front door flush, gives you two pair.
2: Um I I have less than pot behind. I have 843 in my stack. The pot is $950.
1: Yeah, I don't expect them to bet the river, but who knows what that means. Um I just think like the flush completer and the ace both bad for their kings and queens region. Um They're like flush draw with overcards. They don't have those. I guess they have... (sighs) Well, they don't have flush draws with overcards anymore because they have flushes. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Ace of Diamonds removes their flush draw and overcard region of like Ace, Jack of Diamonds, Ace, King of Diamonds, Ace, Queen of Diamonds, Ace, Ten of Diamonds. I think that's pretty nice. So I I would not expect them to bet um, the river ah god why do do i do this john why do i do do this (laughs) with all that said they they bet half pot on the river um somehow leaving like 343 behind i have no idea what they're saying they have or what they're doing but you've got two pair and flushes almost certainly want to jam and sets almost certainly want to jam so if they have like ace jack then they have ace jack i guess but
2: even ace-jack, I think, just jams. Like, come on, I have less than pot. Are they really going to, like, bet 500 with ace-jack? Maybe, maybe, like, the flush getting there, and they think they need to size down or something like that with, like, top set or ace-jack. Yeah. But, like, even those hands, I think they just generally just, just jam the river. Like you said, I think flushes just jam the river. Um, I, I think the one region of their
1: range that I didn't really speak about, like, I, I talked about, like, their value, like, what they were repping, which is why, like, I expect a check on the river. But I do think, like, queen-10 and king-queen can bet the river like with what about like ace
2: king ace queen
1: i would think that's less likely but having said that I'm convinced that when you call the river, they're going to sh- turn over ace king or ace queen. Make me, <laughs> no. make me look like an idiot.
2: Like... <laughs> I mean, when I'm thinking about like raising here, like I'm, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what hands are you going to bet this size and then call, right? I'm like, okay, ace king, ace queen. Maybe they make sense. It was just bluffing the flop, bluffing the turn and made a pair on the river. Didn't feel like they could jam. Felt like that might be too big. And so they picked the big size instead to try to get called by a jack. Maybe that's like what they did. Um, another region might be like jack nine suited maybe but I beat, that's about it i think i don't know what other hands can call the jam on the river
1: yeah i don't know either i don't know what value they have which when i don't know what value they have i tend to just put it in and like try to force them to find hands that will call the jam like maybe yeah. they do have ace king or ace queen and they're just like messing around yeah. um so i think i do jam but it's really really thin and i'm not even sure how great jamming is but i probably do just because like they use this size like
2: i know right uh like knew, really
1: you gotta fl- you gotta flush bro like get out of here
2: i knew it oh uh, this is i bricked this one oh, i had a good streak going we went three for three and then i just couldn't find the raise here i couldn't bring myself to do it yeah i mean they have king queen so like that's again that, that's
1: like the hand the bluff region that i think like does bet and like King Queen makes all this. They may just have King Queen here every time and nothing other than King Queen. And so like whether you raise or call doesn't really matter because they just have King Queen.
2: Yeah. Um, every other hand checks or jams. Right. Like
1: yeah. it's just, or they have King Queen or Queen 10 every time. So you can call or jam just depends. Like you, do you do want like blue line padding or red, or line. red line padding. Um, yeah. it's
2: like, refresh your HUD and see, see what you need help with and, and, Decide your action based on that. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of
1: Tactical Tuesday. Um, For those listeners who who are wondering, you know, Wolf tryouts um, got filled up. And if you're in the village, you're interested in a future Wolf tryout, we're going to open the doors. I'm not exactly sure what the frequency is going to be, but... Uh, Send me a direct message. I'll put you on a list and we'll message you first when the doors open before I go public. So, you know, if you want first dibs for future Wolf Tryouts, join the village and send me a DM and I will have a website up that will be wolftryouts.com eventually. But that's, yeah, going to take a month or so. So those are the paths. I don't got anything left for Tactical Tuesday. See you next week. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast. You a lone wolf searching for the ultimate pack. The CPG Wolf program is a close-knit brotherhood, hell-bent on one thing only. Chasing poker greatness. (laughs) Powered by bleeding edge wolf strats and led by Coach Brad and his lieutenants, CPG Wolves are systematically prepared for almost any spot they'll encounter on the green felt. If you want to plug into an elite team and have a step by step game plan to realize your full poker potential, you can apply at CPGWolves.com. Space is limited, and the pack is only as strong as its weakest member. So only the hungriest, grittiest, and most driven will be accepted into the program. Applications are open at cpgwolves.com.